were binge watching, um, did y'all hear about the show that just premiered on Prime Video? Um, them, the, the series? No, what's it about? No. So I, I watched the trailer for it. And I'm like, okay, this I'm waiting to see Jordan Peele's name because right. it's just like a like the black the racist the racist horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I did not see his name at all. I'm like, so wait, this is not a Jordan Peele movie. It's just like us, basically. Excuse me. And I saw like um, some guy named Little Marvin. He created it and wrote it, and it was executive produced by Lena Waithe. I mm-hmm. hope I pronounced her name right. So I just saw people on Twitter like really grinding her up um, because I think just based on social media commentary, people are black people are tired of black trauma films and content and mm-hmm. they want to see black people like <clears throat> living their lives and but, like joy and love. But it's always this, you know, slavery, racism narrative. So right. um, basically people are calling it like a, uh, Jordan Peele ripoff, um, and it, it's just like it's it's just horror, like racist horror. So <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to watch it still, just like I didn't want the commentary to kind of negate me from. I'm just I just tried to focus on the content at hand, and it was just, right. it was just like traumatizing for no reason like it, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be this traumatizing and it, it was bothering me that it was literally just a copycat of Jordan Peele's stuff I'm like are they allowed to do this so it doesn't like, seem sincere it so seems like they're, trying, they're over trying to just throw it in your face without actually having the the nuance that Jordan Peele has in his movies I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing it, it, it is it I don't know yeah it's like I feel like Jordan Peele, at least there's like a message at the end. And mm-hmm. I think they tried to have a message, but it right. just wasn't. It, it, no, like, no, you're not tying it together. Right. And we don't want to see this again. Not <laughs> so wait. You. All right. Give me give me like um, a synopsis of an episode. Like what's one you remember that? Like, What, what was the plot? It, 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 it's a lot. It is really a lot to to digest. Basically, it's about this um, black family. It takes place during the 1950s, during the Great Migration, where it's a movie. um, No, it's a series. It's a ten-part series. Um, It takes place during the the Great Migration, where um, black people moved from the Jim Crow South to um, like the West Coast and the East Coast up north, um, and the West Coast. So they move from. North Carolina to Compton, California. And at the time, Compton is like all white. So Mm -hmm. the street that they move on is a bunch of white people that don't want them there. So they um, terrorize them and try to get them to leave. And there's other subplots in between. Um, But basically, they left North Carolina because um, while they were there, um, it's like this supernatural power that's haunting the black family. Mm. Um, So this weird lady showed... Yeah, this weird lady showed up at the black mom's doorstep and basically stole her baby. This is, spoiler alert, sorry if y'all yeah. wanted to watch it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm... They they stole her baby. Knowing me, I'll never get around to it. <laughs> they broke it, this weird old lady and two men broke into the home. Um, she tried to hide the baby because the the old white lady wanted to steal it, and while uh, she hoped that the baby stayed hidden, they brutally like raped her. And um, the the old white lady found the baby and then she was acting like, oh, this is so cute. And then put it in the bag and mm-hmm. uh, suffocated and was playing like hot potato with the baby and then dropped it. So the baby died. Um, and, and stuff like that. It's like, why are you showing this to us? What? Like, yeah. we're, we've been traumatized enough. Like, yeah, that's you, worse. That's worse than us. That's Yes. Like... That's what I'm saying. It's traumatizing for no reason. It's like. You know how Jordan Peele, he gave you, you know, it, it was kind of like a message. It wasn't so like, it, it's just, there's so many things that are just terrible, like terrible, terrible, terrible things happen in this series. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. That I didn't say spoiler alert before I spilled some of the beans. Um, I guess I'll, we'll put it in the caption before you read it, but I mean, before you listen to the episode, but it, it's just, I don't know. It, it left 
I was just confused. We fi- we finished it in two days because it's like, mm. oh my god, I don't want to see any more of this, but I have to continue to know what happens. <laughs> I feel you. And it, I just it just left me like I actually had a nightmare last night. It's one of, one of them nightmares where it's like you can't scream mm. and you want to scream because it's just like those images are really traumatizing. So that should the the. The show should definitely come with a trigger warning, or they should never make those shows again. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, yo. <laughs> no, it's really, it, it was when, really bad. When you said it seems like they're just doing like this racist horror, like racist stuff for no reason, I'm thinking like it's just some a black family walking into a restaurant, and then the server comes out like, "We're not gonna serve you." Niggers and then the credits roll. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. And that's the show. <laughs> it's so weird because they're being they were cursed by and they and haunted by supernatural white supremacy, and then they're facing white supremacy and racism in like real life. So it's just like just layers of racism. Layers of racism, and it's just bad. It, it's just like they're trying to overdo the racism. Overdo the racism. Exactly. Right, it's right. to the extreme. It's to the um power. It's like, why did you create this? Like, it, it is like when you're watching this. Like, why did you do this? Like, why was this created? Like, stop. They even this. had the same actress from the Jordan Peele movie to play the daughter. Well, Stealing, he they gotta really, have some kind of say in this. That's like, weird. I'm like, yo, Jordan Peele needs to make a statement because there's no way, ain't no way he didn't have something to do with this, or they just really that's blatant, like yeah, plagiarism. Like, you just took my first of all, you took part of my cast and you took you just flipped the name into the, the other yeah. the opposite word and you took the same exact plot but made everything worse. And then you didn't yeah. have me, a, you didn't make me a part of it. Right. I would have been pissed. <laughs> Yeah, there, I read this article and it was saying like the the author of the article said that they hope that this is not the birth of this type of genre, like genre, like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're thinking like, okay, this is Jordan Peele's thing, like he just that's what he makes movies about. But if somebody can come along and just like take that idea, that content, and create a whole nother show. And is it like, oh my God, is this the the trend of like, oh, let's just start a whole black trauma racist uh, genre that everybody can make movies about? And it's just like we don't want to keep seeing that. Like, we I don't want to. I don't want to scroll down Netflix and see animation, kids, comedy. Rum, romance, mm-hmm. drama, horror, racial horror. Right, race horror. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Race <laughs> horror, and it's like we don't tech, we don't really want to subscribe to that anymore. Like we, I'm I'm tired of seeing us being t- tormented by white people. Like I'm tired of it. It's really draining. There's already enough of that in the world. Like, can't we go to the, the TV and escape? No. Is they do it? They times it by ten. Fades yeah. in. Horror music playing in the background is all super eerie. You see a little, a little black kid take a sip from a water fountain. And this old white man comes like, "Hey, boy, those are that's whites only fountains." Credits just rolling. Yeah. In. Yeah. Like, that's the whole episode. Yeah, it, it, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> I, I mean, I watch it. I mean, you it goes by pretty quickly because it's kind of like one of those things where you just got to keep watching and see, like, all right, where is this going? I was like, okay, so you just traumatized me and gave me nightmares. Like, I didn't really get a mess. It's like nothing that I we don't already know. It, it's like nothing that hasn't been done before. And right. you had the nerve to name it Them. It's called yeah, that, that, that Them. That like, me mad. Name you like, you could have at least thought of a, a more clever uh, title to your plagiarism. It's like... Whatever. Yo, damn, that done trash. Yeah. <laughs> Scripts is like two pages. Yeah, like it ain't. It probably ain't even really much y'all could do that's not going to be like us. Yeah, it was. I just kind of want to erase it from my memory, um, but I just got finished watching it this morning, so it's going to take a minute. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, so a lot of trauma over the weekend. Um, a whole lot of trauma. <clears throat> so I guess. <laughs> It's 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 wild. Yeah, it was. I I I cried probably at least five different times, like over the weekend. Um, obviously, y'all should know what we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. DMX, 
the legendary DMX passed away over the weekend, um, April ninth, um, at fifty years old. Way too young. Way too young. Um, and it it devastated us all. Like y'all listen to the podcast. Like we talk about DMX all the time. Like yeah. AO has explained multiple times how DMX made him love hip hop. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I think about, man. Like, I've never seen this day coming. Not the way it like, did. Like, we, yeah. what, <clears throat> what hit me the hardest? Well, obviously, it's because of his legacy. Like, I was listening to him. I was grew up listening to DMX, but mm-hmm. um, the fact that we just saw him laughing and dancing around and on the verses with Snoop. Yeah. Right. Interview with Drink Champs, like he looked healthy, right? And hearing him throw them stories back and forth, it was like, all right, it was good to see him. He was like fatter, which yeah. was like, all right, he's healthy. He jumping, he good. Right. He's living his life. He 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 living in his legacy, right? Right. And then this was it last Saturday, not this Saturday. Saturday passed where he said he was in the hospital in grave condition, yeah. and it was like, wait, what? How? Yeah, it happened so like it felt in our mind like so rapidly, yeah. like it was just a rapid deterioration. And because, like you said, and we just saw him like seemingly happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. I think if we didn't see that image before, and we kind of just thought back on like you know the demons that he was trying to fight and what he's going through. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying it would be it would make us feel any better, but. It would at least like make some sort of sense, like oh, like right. yeah, we know he was going through X, Y, and Z, but he looked great. Right. And I guess that just shows like how addiction like just con- t- continues to haunt. Definitely, yeah. The, the addict, like no matter you know how you think that you're doing and feeling, like it's always that addiction looming over your head. Mm-hmm. And I think what made it like also what. What made it frustrating with all the conflicting reports about his condition. And it's just kind of like, I didn't, I just felt like it was just tacky how like everybody's just trying to be like the first one to like yeah. say rest in peace and, and stuff like that. Like relax, like everybody just chill for a second, like post your prayers and, and just and continue to pray for the best. Like, Everybody's just trying to be the first one to do things. And I don't like that, man. Yeah. Everybody wants the headline. And it's like, yo, it's somebody's like life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd I rather, on some real these days, I'd rather the, the actual like news say that people is dead. Man, I hate when the internet do it because it's like, yo, y'all, everybody, you said, everybody jumping a gun trying to be all, trying to be first. And it's like, man, you ain't going to get no props for being first. Man, right. we care about the news, not who said it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, and speaking of that, all the celebrities and stuff like that, it was really interesting to see like how, like the closeness between him and some celebrities. Like I didn't know that him and Gabrielle Union were like, were close at a, for a moment based mm, yeah. on like her post. And I'm like, wow, like y'all did all that. He bought you puppies or something. Like right. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Like for a while, like growing up is like, I knew DMX the rapper, I didn't know Earl Simmons as a person. And just as mm-hmm. I got older and then the internet kind of put it on blast, like who he was like as right. a person and he was beautiful. And I just love seeing all those um, videos of him doing random things like Yo, them at the right. Albanian wedding and making yeah. omelets in Buffalo at a diner. Yeah. <laughs> it was it, great. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what did it for me. Like listening to his songs um, you know, they they're a little triggering, obviously, because it's like, dad, he just died. But those videos, like, they kind of destroy me because you it humanizes him. Mm-hmm. Like he was on the roller coaster thing with his daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, man. Daddy's here. Daddy's here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, mama. Daddy's here. I'm like, the the one with his son, like his young son, that one killed me. Like when they were like praying and he's like, Amen. Yeah. Um, it was more recent. And um I think I think probably the one that really, 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 really destroyed me was uh Swiss Beats yesterday. Yo, yeah, that was that, major. Yo, man, that one, yo, after it went off, 
Like I was in my room and I was just watching it. And that there went off, yo. I like just sat there and ain't do nothing for like five minutes, yo. I'm mm-hmm. like, because Swiss, he was one of the people that I was waiting for to speak. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, him and Swiss had a relationship, like probably him and knowing him and no one else. It was probably one of the standing the next to DMX since he came out. Yeah, since yeah. he came out, it's like, yo, he really changed. Like you said, he was like, yeah, you changed my life. I'm like, yeah, he, I'm sure X did change his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Swiss even changed, Swiss changed his. Right. So, yeah. It's just like everything that he was saying about, like, you know, like they slept on floors together and they used to like be play fighting and, and wrestling yeah. and they, you know, used to talk to each other. Just everything. It's like, mm-hmm. yo. Everything that that X did and everything that he was, it's like you remember. I think a big part that stuck out to me too was which what I liked about Swiss's was that he was talking about DMX's loyalty and stuff, and he was like, "Yo, you couldn't buy him." And I was like, "Yo, it's crazy." Like he really was like a rough rider for. It's like yo, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't like persuade him to like go another direction. Then like he's the man of. A man, man of principle. A man yeah. of principle at the end of the day. And yeah, Swiss he said he had like people offering him millions and millions and millions to make certain moves. And he was like, he just wouldn't do it. He was loyal. Yeah. He had $30 million in a bank writing in abandoned buildings. That's yeah. what Swiss said. Right, yo. And I like that Swiss like shed light on his humanitarian work and stuff like that. And how like he just does it. Like he doesn't have to broadcast it and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, right. and we talk about this all the time, like how the internet, everything has to be a show. You always have to tell somebody that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Like, oh, look right. at me give this plate. Look at me give this plate to the homeless person. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, ah, ah. It's like he just did it. Like, it, it's not for show. Like, it's right. just it's just somebody genuine. And in an industry that is already like super fake and superficial, mm-hmm. it's a breath of fresh air to know that there was somebody like that in the industry, like that just breath of fresh air of genuineness. Yeah. That yeah, is kind of not there anymore. And if a, an artist, matter. yeah, if an artist is genuine, that artist you probably don't know about, like what. Not you don't know the artist, but you don't know you know what they're doing because they're just doing it and not having to just broadcast it to the world. He's he was someone who lived him his life on his terms while also for everyone else. Right. Yeah, and that's that was a big thing. Swiss was talking about too him living for everyone else. Right. It was just it was it was just like man, like he. No matter how you know the crazy things that he did, it's like. He that whole humanitarian thing, yo, that is so accurate with him. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, I think that was one of my favorite things about him. Like learning, you know, of course, people saying it because we don't see DMX all the time, like in everything right. that he does. But mm-hmm. it's like him just being for the people so much, and you know, always praying with everybody and just Man. doing things for people. Like yeah, like like you said, jazz all the all the random videos where he going into these places. It's like yo, he. He really don't care. Like he really don't. He's not worried about, you know, right. what things look like or anything. Mm-hmm. He just he just did them. Yeah, and I think I think it was Cisco that posted a video and, and said this. It's like I, I believe it was Cisco. He was saying like, whenever you met or ran into DMX, it's like he was the same person every time. Like he wasn't. Right. He didn't switch up on you. Like he was, he was the yeah. same. Like, and that's that's a big, big thing for me. It's like that's one of my pet peeves. Like, I hate, hate, hate when people switch up, and it's like you don't really know like how to take them. Like, Bruh. like, oh, I don't know. Are they going to be in a good mood today, or are they going to be in a bad mood today? Like, how are they going to be nice to me today? Am I going to say hello mm-hmm. to them today? Like, are we friends today? It's like. <laughs> Yo, yo, uh, you already know how I feel about that. That's I, that's I, like mm-hmm. my that's. I'm glad you said that, Jazz. I know my camera keep freezing my bad, but um, I know I know how you feel about that because that's one of my pet peeves too. Ah, uh, that's big. That's probably number one for me. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I even tell people that all the time. Like, if you even meet 
me or any of us on here, I'm sure it's like, you're going to get the same person every single time. Mm -hmm. So him being that type of person was like, all right, I love that because you can't, you ain't never going to be able to tell me that I switched up on you. Right. Or I I said this differently or I did this or I acted this way. It's like, nah, it's just, this is who, this is who I am. Right. And, And guys, people are human. So I'm not saying like you can't ever be in a bad mood one day or like even a couple of days, that's not what what I'm saying. It's just that some people present themselves as like mad different people, and it's like okay, like right. who? Which one are you today? Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like I've always prided myself on just. I don't think I feel like people if they if somebody were to ask, oh, how Jasmine? Like, how is she? I don't think you would get too many conflicting reports. It's like people would most likely say the same thing. It wouldn't be like oh. Uh yeah, she's really she's a really nice girl. I don't think anybody would say really because she's a bitch to me. Like I don't right. think, right. like at least I don't think <laughs> that anybody would ever say that about me per se. But um, and I feel like people like that are hard to come by. Like people that mm-hmm. are just you know consistently like you know what you're gonna get. Like when you see them, it's gonna be like that every time. You know, despite you know being human and. Right. And they're like, oh, she was a little sad today. I wonder what was wrong. But it wasn't like, oh my God, she was birating me. Like, who she is this her, person? She was rolling her eyes. She acted like she didn't know me at the party. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, just scrolling down social media actually triggers me, like makes me sad. But when I turn on the music, I get a lot, it, it uplifts me more. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah. The one song that is like, nah, I'm sad again, is uh, Slippin'. Gotta be. Or, oh, yeah. Slippin'. That's everybody feels like that. For everybody. Everybody feels like that. And, and just, I was dissecting the song. And it's like, wow, this song is the embodiment of pain. Not just what he's saying, but the actual, like, melody and instruments. Mm-hmm. It literally sounds like the song is crying. Right. Yeah, y'all got chills. Yeah, I just got chills right now. Think about yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the song is fine. Yeah. It's like the actual melody in the song, the lyrics, and then the video the to video. tie it all yeah. together. Video, man. It, it, it's like, wow, this man was in pain and he felt the pain of others and he put it in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one song that is like, all right. Yeah, I'm about to cry. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't listen. To, I couldn't listen to it too many times. Like I, I think. I think since he died, I only turned slipping on like maybe. Honestly, maybe like twice. I, I couldn't keep listening to it. I had to keep listening to other songs because I'm like, yeah. that's the one. Or or if I ever hear him in any song say something about him dying, I don't. Yeah. I don't, it's like yo, man. I I gotta. I can't. Listen but it's it okay lot, though but... because I, there was some ex <clears throat> interview I saw and he was like uh he's like who want to be happy all the-? y'all saw the one he's like who want to yeah. be happy all the time yep, he was like he's like sometimes you need a song for when you're in a bad mood sometimes you need a song when you're feeling down sometimes you need yeah. a song when you're feeling depressed or lonely he right. was like or angry he was like he was like I make music for humans he's like right. yeah we could party but I'm but there's also songs like I didn't feel like partying this day this is how I felt. Right, and, or, right. or this is how somebody I love felt, and you need somebody who's going to give you every everything across the spectrum. Yeah, right. and he 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 made a great point by saying that because that's true. If you had a full just happy discography, it's like all right. I mean, I know who to go to when I feel happy, but it's kind of like dang. It's like you don't do you ever do you have like a a a, a humanized like collection of feelings within yourself or are you just always this one <laughs> this one person with this one feeling i feel like i go to dmx when one if i'm if i am feeling a little angry or a little like you know perturbed then like i'm throwing some dmx or like if i'm like let me show you <laughs> if I'm feeling like, oh, me, i'll show you <laughs> like, then i'll put on dmx but like listening to his music like other than slipping like you know, like the the hits. He had a lot of hits, but you know the mm-hmm. most popular songs. Yeah. Uh, it's comedic for me. A lot of his lyrics because it's like, wow, who who would think to say that? Like, I just I think he said he has some funny bars. Like, in my opinion, like I can't think of one like right off the top. And the one I can think of is just 
just way too vulgar and I don't even feel like saying it. But um mm-hmm. I just I just like I just I just love him. Like I just I he's always been like, you know, in my top favorite rappers or whatever. But just really listening to his bars, he had some like, you know, some some funny some funny stuff. Not because it's like ha ha he probably I don't think he intended for us to laugh. It's kind of like with Rick Ross we were talking about like how he just says stuff and it just ends up being funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about some um DMX bars, but um, you can go to DMX for any mood. Basically. Yeah, if that's you want. That's a fact. That's that's a good point. That's a very good point. One thing that you, one thing that'll never ever ever happen with DMX music though, if you go to him it's like, yo, if you don't go to him to be sad, you will be energized if you go to his music. Like you will. Yeah. There's no, there's no way that you won't, you won't be like pumped up. <laughs> if you I played that. X when I was like, I used to play when I was in the gym. Like yeah. he got like music for whatever you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's all over the gym playlist, and he got songs for the ladies too. Right. How it's going down? Well, well, technically, what they really want. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. though. That was a steamy track. <laughs> steamy, steamy. I got my steamy hits. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he is very well rounded in his his you know feels. So, mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. We talk about him so much on the pod. Like, you already know how we feel. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like I. Well, DMX is like, man, as far as a mood for me, but it's good for a lot of people. I don't never really, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I'm never like, I don't have music that I go to for certain moods. It's like, I could listen to the saddest music on one of my happiest days just because I like the song, but I don't, but it's like with, with X in particular, I just, man, I'll go to him for, for whatever. It could be the greatest day of my life, but I'd be blasting slipping or something like that. <laughs> like it don't even like that won't relate to me at all. But it's just you because know. he's an artist. His artistry yeah. was top love, top notch. Yeah. Because if and if you don't take anything from DMX, you'll take the fact he's interesting. Yeah, he's very yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. And what makes you me can what be makes... in a happy mood and just appreciate the artistry in one of his sadder songs or his mm-hmm. lower songs or his more mm-hmm. violent songs. Because you'll go to it and be like, I'm not in this mood. But I can sit here and be like, wow, at the way you constructed this song mm-hmm. and vocalized your emotions. Right. Exactly. And what I get, yo, what I get angry about, man, yo, I, f- I feel like it was somebody at work one time or somewhere, but this was a couple years ago. He's talking about DMX and, um, you know, talking about his, you know, his hits and just everything about him. So he's like, yo, ain't like, don't all he do is just like, he just said, boy, that just like yell and bark all the time. And he, and I'm like, yo, you have no idea like who he really is. And for some reason it pissed me off. Cause I'm like, don't you ever say to me that DMX is somebody that just barked and did drugs and exactly. did stuff that people like, he's somebody that people just laugh at. It's like, no, he, mm-hmm. he really was one of the biggest, he's one of the biggest rappers to ever live. You think this I, is a game? Yeah, right. <laughs> yo, like I, I, I be taking like I be like offended, yo, because I'm like, yo, you ain't gonna say that about the person that started it all off for me. Like, I don't, right. I don't, I don't play, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, you clearly didn't, didn't really go through what you needed to go through, like as far as X's material, like you clearly didn't do that. So for you to say that. It's like, man, you really need to dial back into it. And it's, and it's sad because somebody that would try to dive into X now, but is into the music of today, they won't even understand why it was so, mm-hmm. like, why it stuck with people. Right. And even if you can't relate to the content, and I say this all the time, like, even if you can't relate to the content, you can still respect the artistry, like Ant was saying. And it puts you back to where you were at that time. It dropped, even. Even mm-hmm. if you can't, there's nothing about the song you can relate to. You can relate to how you felt at the time that song was out, at least, at, at the bare minimum. I remember <clears throat> speaking on that. I can remember, like, Rough Riders Anthem. Like, I remember being in, like, our living room and the video came on. And that was what, 98, 97? So I was like 11, 12. Yep. I remember seeing that 
And that's before we really got an idea who X was. Right. We just like get at me, dog, and what oh, Murdergram on streets is watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when that video came, when Rough Riders Anthem came out, I remember seeing the video. I think I saw the video first. I don't even right. think I heard the song yet. And oh, and the clue stuff he did before that. But um, I remember seeing it and being and just being super tuned in. To be like, yo, this is like because that was at an era where like everything was shiny. That was the bad boy. Like you coming off that era or Hove where he was like, he's the super smooth, rich, polished, great rapper that Hove is. But X came back with that, that rawness. Like there was nothing shiny in the Rough Riders. (laughs) Nothing, yo. (laughs) Nothing at all. So it was like, it was good in that moment. It was like, I think that's what attracted me to it. Cause I was like, yo, this is not the polished bad boy Rockefeller. No, this is like some super street shit. And plus it was dope. Plus he was killing it. And then um, when I think, so I always think of that when I think of Rough Riders Anthem. When I think of um, How It's Going Down, I think of being in the, in the car with, uh, with mom, my mom and um, mm-hmm. I was in the passenger seat, obviously. I'm 11, 12 years old. <laughs> I don't know why I emphasize that. I was driving. Right? So, <laughs> no, but, and mom liked that song. Right. And so um, How's It Going Down came on. And I remember coming on the radio and I just remember, I remember vividly where we were going. Like I remember us driving in the car on the street we were on and turning it up. Mm-hmm. Like I always remember that moment with that song. Like the first time I'm like really listening to it. And well, I, it, it was dope. Yeah. What what how's going down? I remember that made me want to be a little hood, John. Because I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to take this snow up to 150 and see Joe, like, for my man. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> First of all, you thought about that, and you did not know what that meant at all. At all. Like, at all. <laughs> I can't wait till wintertime. We'll go outside, get some snow. Like, Joe. <laughs> see Joe. Get that and bring it back so we can split it. Oh, I can't wait. You ain't know what you was getting from Joe. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I remember that, and it definitely brings me back to my childhood. And my mom loved DMX too. Like that's why when the news news broke that he was in grave condition, she's the first person that I called because I'm, I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna have a fit. Like my mm-hmm. mom loves DMX. Like it's just somebody that everybody loves. And to your point, Ao, I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, you know, people like kids growing up in this, you know, time, if they can really appreciate X, but they can definitely appreciate, he influenced a lot of people. So it's probably somebody out there like that they listen to now that was influenced by DMX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty of people. He like pop smoke. He was definitely influenced by DMX. You can hear it. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, and he said that um, he's going to be on his new album when they, when he was on drink champs, yeah. He was so excited about his new album, and he said it was gonna be Pop Smoke on there, Alicia Keys, Usher, Bono, uh, The Locks, Griselda. Like, All I'm excited. Yeah, sound like it's about to be fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, he said he mentioned that he's not used to you know having all those features on his album, yeah, but he was excited about it, and um, it, it's just uh, it's just irking because like he should you know kind of be here. To you know, reap the benefits, celebrate it, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I just heard a lot of you know, just listening to people talk about death in general and stuff like that. It is sometimes it is you could look at it as like we're being selfish and like just wanting this person to be here um, with us despite like them going through so much and so much pain. Mm-hmm. But he said multiple times that like you know, if he were to you know drop dead right now. That he his last thought would be that he lived a good life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would like to think that he, you know, still maintained that when he took his last breath. Um yeah. yeah. Yo, and Swiss said he used to go to jail to escape. Yeah. That was deep to me. Yo. Yeah. Like I don't know nobody I, I don't know anybody who would even think that. Like who would even think to make that move just to escape? It's like that's an escape for you. Well, I mean, if you're living in the type of pain they always said he lived in, 
Right. And and, you know, like the world beating you down, but you still trying to staying genuine. And this is not a deter anybody from staying genuine, obviously, but staying genuine and being that same person all the time and praying for everybody while also going through pain and making sure you're still polite to everyone you see. That takes a lot. That takes a lot of energy to do. And it shouldn't because you would think it's you're being you. Because being fake can also take a lot of energy, but being fake is a quick way to pacify anyone you're talking to or actively avoid things you're trying to avoid, even if you're trying to avoid who you are as a person. Right. Um, but being that type of person in the world we live in to the people in that industry, I can see it taking a toll on him on top of his addictions or whatever, his negative habits. Yeah. But while still praying and trying to be close to like the Lord and everything. He too real for the world. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And going back to the point of, you know, Swiss saying like he went to jail to escape. I feel like although it's probably the first time you heard it because Swiss vocalized it, I, I really do think that um there's a probably a good chunk of prisoners who who feel like that. People who are troubled is like mm. being in jail might be easier than being out in the world because you're, you have so many demons and you're dealing with so much. And like, Mm -hmm. sometimes people just like, sometimes people feel like, um, like if, say if you were homeless and maybe they, some, I think I've heard like some homeless people try to get locked up on purpose, like just so they have like a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. Like it it kind of, it's kind of in the same vein of like, well, like I don't have to like, you know, if, if somebody just got out of jail, they have to like, try to get a job and like a lot of places might not hire like, you know, ex cons and stuff like that. So that'll take a toll if you keep getting doors shut in your face. So you resort back to, you know, doing that same crime. And then we get put back in the same position. It's like, all right, well, at least I, you know, I got, I don't, I don't have to work to do whatever. Like I just got to survive. Like that's all I got to do is survive. And Mm -hmm. it's just like this, this vicious cycle. So I can understand, you know, it wasn't really new to me that that idea of a person like wanting to be in a certain place to escape, but it was new. Like I didn't know DMX felt like that. Right. Like, right. Specifically. Yeah. That's a message to aspire, <clears throat> aspiring artists or anybody coming up or mm-hmm. anybody going through something like, yo, money is not always the answer. Yo, it right. really is. People think they're going to get on, get paid, and that is the end of your problems. Like that, he said that man had 30 mil in the bank and was mm-hmm. still trying to escape. Yeah. That's it's it's like it's super deep, yo. Because it just mm-hmm. shows that like even you as a person is more important than that money or your own your own issues, like the stuff that you got going on is even more important than that. Like like you said, it ain't it ain't gonna change everything. Right. And mm-hmm. it's too many people out here with that mindset that think that think that. And um, sure. and um, for him, I don't know. He was just like you said earlier. He was interesting. It was like stuff that you knew about him. It was like yo, if you imagine meeting DM. I mean, if like I don't even know how he would be if I met him. I feel like even though I know he was mm-hmm. the same all the time, mm-hmm. I'm just interested to know like yo, what kind of conversation would we have? Or what would he? What mm-hmm. would he say? Like what would he try to tell me? What would he? You know? Yeah. Like he that was, video of him meeting Rock, meeting Rock Kim. Yo, yo, I watched, yo, I watched I that John like I watched that John like four times, yo. Like he was so excited in a different, like, and you know he didn't do like no like his usual, like he ain't like do like the prayers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just he was like really like being like a fan. He was a fan, yo, and he wasn't that, afraid to show he was just a fan. He wasn't right, trying to bro. be all like, yeah, I'm. I'm that nigga now, and you yeah. was that nigga. Like, no, he was just, uh, he was jumping around, excited, like a fan. Yeah. He was all like, yo, you got me all smiling and everything, smiling in the pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Rapping, his, rapping his words. I'm like, yo, that's, that's, I know that's a dope feeling for Rakim, too, but just to see DMX like that, it was like, tag, man, like, you really showing another, you know, a fan side of you. Mm-hmm. That really resonated with me, like, the whole Rakim video. Because, like, Rakim was kind of like that for me because my dad, he used to, you know, make CDs, like everybody did, and he would play it in the car. 
And the first um, track on the CD was I Ain't No Joke. He used to mm-hmm. like smoke. So like in addition to like Brand New Funk and like in that that type of song, like I Ain't No Joke was really like the song that kind of introduced me to like, okay, what is this? Because as soon as we got in the car, that's the first song I'm hearing. Right. And I just, I, I really do feel like that was probably the song that introduced me, introduced me to, to hip hop. And I feel like that was like Rakim was kind of like the first like old school quote unquote rapper that I I knew of and that I was familiar with because of my dad and because right. of him so much. So I really resonated with like him fanboying over Rakim. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a legend, yo. Yeah. Right. <sighs> super legend. Just um, like I mean, just like X is now. Or what he he's been a super legend already for over fifteen years now, fifteen, twenty years. Once yeah. we hit like once X had like what Grand Champ out, I think he was already solidified as legendary. And I like that album. Yeah. Like, I'll just say I, I was just today yesterday. I was yo man. <laughs> I had a funny story. I ain't gonna say the, I ain't gonna say the whole line of what he said, but and I know you'll definitely know it, Jazz. I hope I don't know if you're gonna know the rest of the line, but y'all was pulling up somewhere yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. You know it felt good, so I had all my windows open. I'm blasting DMX uh, first album, and I'm hearing uh, X is coming. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yo, I'm pulling up around like stores and everything. So it's all these like you know people outside, old ladies, everything. Yo, as soon as I'm pulling up and I'm parking, like, I, just loud coming out of my car is like, if you got a daughter older than 15, oh, you already yeah. know what he said. You yeah. know what he said, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that line, Jess? I don't. I don't. All right, well, <laughs> just know he's going to do something to somebody's 15-year-old daughter. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, no. But he just said, if you, <laughs> you got a daughter older than 15. Exactly. So... <laughs> If he, as soon as that park came on, yo, I literally stopped parking in the middle of my park and I just turned my radio all the way down. All right, I know people love X, but I ain't about to play this part out loud. I could have pulled up to anything else, but that happened to be on. We were listening to um, the radio yesterday, and it was like the Scram Jones mix. So the scram during the scramble mix, he pay, he plays a sample first, and then you gotta try to guess like what song. Uh, mm-hmm. Use that sample, so of course it was yeah. he was doing DMX. I did not realize he used so many samples. It was it's so yeah. fun doing that, like trying to figure out. Oh, is it what song is it? Like, and then mm-hmm. some song you just know off the bat. It was uh, what's my name? It was like dun 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 dun, and it's, it was just uh, it really really lifted my spirits. But um, to round it all out, to conclude, off the top of your head. It's not gonna be set in stone because you could think after this episode, ah, I should have said this. Top five. Well, your top favorite, top five favorite DMX tricks. Oh, I should have made this list. Um the intro to uh, Dark and Hot. Uh, this is not in order. These are just the five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The intro, Dark and Hell is Hot. Yeah. See, X was dope because even his singles are hot. So, yeah. Um, stop being greedy. Um, yo, I could it. Yo, he. I could put like just five tracks from the first album. Yeah, I know yeah. that first album was just everything. Yeah, but you don't worry. Like we won't hold you to it. Like oh no, I remember on episode whatever you said you ain't said this <laughs> song was on there. Um, niggas and started something because that verse on that track is crazy. Oh yeah. So that's already what it's three, four, four oh, from the first oh, album. Wait, wait, no, no, no. You said you said slip. No, you said um the intro. Stop being greedy. Would you say it to that? And niggas and started something. Oh no, no, that's three. That's three. All right, three. Um. I'm looking now. One of y'all could jump in while I find my last two. Well, I have my five. Well, and 
obviously disclaimer like i love way more songs but this is just off the top of my head i can tell you each a line from well i can tell you why for each one so uh, obviously what they what they really want um i love obviously him naming all them women right and him recruiting cisco who's one of my favorite voices uh mm-hmm. for the hook chorus and those ad libs right um it's on. If it's on, it's on. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Obviously, yeah. y'all know my my line. Oh, you wait. You've been talking about that drive by. It ain't the number. Drive by. You saw what the song I landed on for the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I like, I love who we be because of the end. That shit is crazy. What's my name? Uh, cause of the um, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> And um, lastly, where the hood at? Uh, he has a he has so many like funny bars, but the bar I think I s- said this on a podcast before, but where he goes, I beat my D I C K and bust up in your eyes so you can see me coming. I, I thought yeah. that was the most vulgar, clever thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so those five like off the top of my head. Yeah, talking about that line specifically too is crazy because what's the name said that uh, before him too. Um, Fife Dub, R.I.P. to him too. Oh, really? I on uh, on what's the name on uh on scenario, he was like, oh. uh, "What's another? What's another?" And yeah, to show you where I come from. If you listen to uh, scenario, I talk about DMX said a lot more gangster. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he was he was more gangster with it. He was, but it was just crazy how he did that. I I have too many favorite DMX songs, but I'm gonna just say the ones I think of. Mm-hmm. And it's two of them that ain't said already. Stop being greedy in the intro off of It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Wait, my number four is Trina Mo, yo. Yo, I, Trina Mo is that work, man. Oh my God, I <laughs> love Trina Four Mo. from Great Depression. Yo, Trina Mo. First of all, my man was just started the second verse by just naming his albums. Like, it didn't even rhyme. It was just like, it's dark and hell is hot. Blood of my flesh, blood of my blood. It was sex. was sex. Like, all right, but um, he did nah, was... locks in that song. Yeah, he did. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm trying to. You said five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, that's 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 hard. So I'm gonna just. I'm gonna say. Stop being greedy. Mm-hmm. The intro. I could pick so many off that first album. Stop being greedy. The intro. School Street. Uh, uh, who we be and I'm choosing between two right now. Uh, it's either between all right, I'm, I'm going to add like a, a, a number six, like a little, like a possible mm-hmm. like one that I, I'll all right. After that, yeah. So it's so it's stop being greedy. Intro. School Street. Who we be? And let me fly. And it's either oh, let me fly or but I don't know why. I always y'all always love we right here too. We right. Yo, I don't know what it. I forgot. I don't know. Why, I think it was a game that it was on or something. But yo, we right here for some reason. Like it all. I always love that song. But uh. But yeah, I, I probably had to do that. But it's so it's so many more that I could probably Trina Mo is also like one of my top favorite joints. Like <clears throat> Damien and, and Damien, the first Damien, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. It's so many, yo. Yeah, it's so that's really an unfair question. I didn't mean to put you guys through that, but nah, it's, that just shows you how that just showed you how crazy his catalog was. My like, fifth might have to be it was between it's on, like you jazz, and mm-hmm. ATF and I'm gonna go with ATF just based off the creative like what it took to make that song. Yeah, you know the type of technical writing you had to do to make that tell a story and have it end like it starts. Like that shit was crazy. That was one of them songs I heard for the first time. I was like, yo, I yeah. have to play that again. Hide it all back, yo. <laughs> I I just laugh at that John. I be wanting to tweet it sometimes. Just beep Carlos. He was so bad. <laughs> <when> he told. <laughs> and he told her to beep Carlos. Yo, he sounded so like yo. Do it like like you, <laughs> you have to do. Crime story was always dope as hell. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, um, fame, love, fame. Yo, you know, oh, remember Shorty was the bomb? That was my song. Of course. Shorty. <laughs> yeah, that's my song. It's Shorty like, what song? It's like, what song don't you like? Because they're all, like, I don't know. It's just, they're all great. Like, even if I never heard a DMX song before and they played it, like, I'm still going to have the same reaction. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. has anybody ever turned it like, ah, this is whack? Like, no, like, there's no way. I've heard, I ain't gonna lie, I've heard a couple of Jones that, like, I thought the beats was corny. Like, I'm not gonna lie. The Damien 3 beat, yo, Damien 3 beat is right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't even, I don't know who the producer was for that, but, yo, listen, you should not have given that beat to DMX. I know that much. Mm-hmm. I like the I'm a bang off Great Depression. Depression. I'm a bang. Hit my, hit my. Bang that do my mother get bang. That was my shit. I really enjoy his features like a lot because I look forward to his part. I think I said it on the last. Mm-hmm. I really look forward to his part. He always lit a feature up, you know. Every so, time, man. Niggas and started something four three two one. Uh, money power respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. kill money power respect. Four, money cash hoes. Twenty four hours to live. Twenty four hour yo. X on twenty four hours is, is a crazy okay. one. Yo, money cash crazy. Money cash who's for the longest. I didn't remember like a thousand for a second. I always thought I was like, yeah, I think that was the song that made DMX my favorite rap. But I was like, no, that was the song that made DMX and Jay Z together like my favorite like two at the time. But mm-hmm. Rough Riders Anthem had to be the first one. It was Rough Riders Anthem and um that that had to that had to be it because that's probably the first time I that probably was the first time I heard him. Mm-hmm. The that, end, that stop being greedy. The end of Rough Riders anthem used to scare the heck out of me. Wow. Talk is cheap, motherfucker. Yeah, long gunshots. <laughs> Start ducking. Yo, those used to be hilarious. Me and Aunt used to love that part, yo. <laughs> I know we talked about slipping in the beginning, but the the video version of slipping and the oh. way they cover the curse words, yeah. <laughs> we as kids, we was kids. It's obviously not going to dis. We're not disrespecting DMX or um, his sincerity in that song, but mm-hmm. the way they edited the curses out of that song and the noises they used, me and Aaron used to crack. Oh, listening to that. <laughs> yeah, we used to be dying. Yeah, because he was all like, he was like, uh, he was like, I used to have the woo. <laughs> like, <laughs> what about come on? I'm like, yo, there was like, they used to cover it with like his his ad libs, but the ad the the energy of the ad lib didn't match the like, sadness of the song. No, yeah, the sadness of the song or nothing. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I, I love you know I, and I well, also love about DMS. I love how he tried to recruit Faith Evans for almost every song. Yo man, <laughs> they were hate on the album. Yeah, uh, Yo, this one kept snake. What'd you say? She just kept getting snaked, and she was only on video right. versions and not on album versions. <laughs> she was on the one, um, baby, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was being facetious when I said every song. It's not like there's a million like of her feet. Like, I'm just so mad that like she's not on uh, the house going down. Like, Yo, like I want to hear her ads. She always adding sauce to a song, getting taken off. Like, oh, I just it off for some reason. She must she have had a lot crazy of contract, yo. Who she can't be in album versions of songs. Yeah, like what kind of contract is that? Yeah, I know we're talking about X, but did y'all see the um the video that's resurfaced of uh well that surfaced of Black Rob in the yeah, hospital? What is going on with Black Rob? Yeah, he man, terrible. Apparently, he had like four strokes. Yeah, that's what he said. And, and that's terrible. I love Whoa. Okay, Whoa is one of those songs. I'm like, all right, like it gives me oh. so much energy. I love, love, love Whoa. And people started coming at Diddy because it is interesting how Diddy's always like tweeting this love stuff and we got to uh, fight against corporations. It's like, yo, you are the corporation. Like, <laughs> okay. like, like you don't, don't, none of your artists, I swear you don't develop like none of your people. Like none of your people last for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. And like it's a slippery slope because it's like is Diddy responsible for like all the people that are no longer part of his label, like their personal lives? But and we don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, but like you never really hear people stick up for Diddy and say, like, oh no, I know he's doing X, Y, and Z for X, Y, and Z. It's kind of like yeah. he just gets attacked and like go and doesn't address it and then lets it blow over and the cycle continues. But prayers yeah. to Black Rob. For sure. Yeah. Definitely prayers to Black Rob, man. Your man ain't woe, your chet ain't woe, so y'all's ain't woe, so y'all's ain't woe. It's, it's so funny because <laughs> my mom used to be a, a <laughs> probation officer, and uh, you know how he says in the song, CO's ain't, PO's ain't. Oh, yeah. Black Rob dissing my mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm like, then I got mad at Black Rob. Like, all right, what's wrong with POs? Like, my mom's a PO. Like, I, but I was little. Like, what if he was in the song? Like, POs ain't whoa. POs ain't whoa. Nikki ain't whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole ain't whoa. <laughs> Jasmine would record a track about. that night, yo. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just Black Rob this immediately. Nah, I gotta hop in the booth now. <laughs> yo, Nicole. <laughs> Piozing. Nicole. <laughs> Specifically, Nicole. Nicole, he looked at the he screen. He's breaking her down until he says her entire name. Like, he says Piozing. Piozing. Nikki. Nicole. <laughs> Somebody got her whole name, yo. <laughs> but um, yeah, praise to Black Rob. Oh man, um, I think about that, and I think about let's get it with G Depp and them, man. All the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock Waller. Rock Waller. Rock Waller. Yo, tag man. Yeah, it's just it's really sad when you lose or you you're losing like artists that mean so much and like just done so much and it's it's like it's a weird feelings because like you don't know these people personally but they have such an effect on you that you're crying every other day like it's like how do I deal with these emotions it's like you kind of part of you is like yo why are you crying like you don't know this person but it's just like I do like other Jasmine, I talking to one side of my right. brain. Yes, like, I do. I know his through him through his music. Duh. This right. is why I'm crying. And it's not like he's new. Like you've known him since you've known him through his music since we were kids. Like we like grew did. up. Yeah, like he, provided, he raised me. Hello. He Give provided. <laughs> he provided a piece of your life soundtrack. Yes. Oh. That, that that is a fact, and I'm not even talking specifically to DMX about DMX. Like that goes for any uh, artist that I've cried over. It's like at the end of the day, you're a human being, and mm-hmm. that you know music is a big part of our lives. And like you said, it's the soundtrack to our life. So yeah. as, it, it connects us all. Actually, you're just talking about where we were and where mm-hmm. you could picture it when you heard a song and how you heard it mm-hmm. at this point in your life. I heard this song at this point in my life, like. You grow up with it playing. Right. Yeah, real talk. It's like, I just want to... I, I, it's like, I, I'll never just... I'll just never forget the days of, like, you know, being that young and listening to them, listening to them. You know, mom always saying, like, you know, she hated kind of hearing me listen to it because he cussed too much and he was mm-hmm. so aggressive. But it was just something about just me at that age. And it was like, not that I was getting into it, but it was just like, yo, he just... He stuck with me. For some reason, at that young four, five, six years old, he was like, yo, I don't want to listen to nobody else. Like, I want to listen to DMX. Like, I, I don't care how many times she got to tell me that he says too much. It's like, yo, I, I'm i sorry, but I'm still going to listen to him. Like, I need to hear this barking man right. every day. I need to hear him. I don't care. I'm going to take the snow. Yeah, yo, to see Joe. Gotta- <laughs> I'm taking the snow to see Joe, mom. All right. Yo, he... And we gonna wrap it up soon, but he he just added so much to a track. His artistry is unmatched. That's why at such a young age, even though you're young and you obviously have no idea about what that life is that he's talking about, mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> there's a certain respect that has to be paid to an artist that can paint a picture in the way that he did. Right. Or who can energize you in the way that he did. 
Like, that's why at that four, five, six years old, you're still like, yo, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is resonating in a way that gets me excited. Yeah. We learned about dogs in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's here. Like, you can relate to DMX in some capacity, even if it's just like, all right, I know dogs bark. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or maybe his, his, his chorus was simple enough for you to remember, mm-hmm. but not like, even though he was talking about what he was talking about, you can still, like, stop, drop, right. shut him down, open up shop. Oh, no. Like, a kid is going to remember at least stop, drop, oh, and no. Yeah. And like, know, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because that, that right there is the energy that he put on it and that, that whole, that line anyway, just y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. That could just connect with anybody at any age in a lot of situations, just if you're just mm-hmm. sick of something on a regular day. And it's like, it may not seem like a lot, but that's one of the biggest DMX songs that he ever put out. So yeah. it's just, it's just so, so much for him. Somebody tweeted, they was like, he, um, they was like, it's crazy that this man that just like, that a guy, a, a man that just like, Bark like a dog and growl like a dog on all his tracks was so like accepted, but people will, some people mm-hmm. don't even know how deep that like, he really was. And it's like mm-hmm. we accepted him and mm-hmm. we just knew so many sides of him that all that barking stuff was just like, yeah, it might seem silly to some people, but yo, he was he was one of the biggest. You can't you can't deny him. Mm-hmm. Right. X brought his presence on a track stood out in a way that you don't see often. Like, <clears throat> I remember I used to love, because uh, at the time it came out, it was my favorite song. Um, Drag On, uh, Die For oh, Me, yeah, yeah. with X. Yeah. And I wouldn't know a whole bunch of, at that age, I wouldn't really memorize a whole bunch of Drag On verses. I eventually did. But that hook, these niggas is the niggas that'll ride for me. My niggas is the niggas that'll die for me. That was my shit. Yo. That song would energize me so much. That shit was so fire to me. Yo. I liked um back in one piece with Aaliyah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that was like, all right, because I was a little older. I'm like, all right, now I really need to find somebody to take this snow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need that. Cause it's yeah. like, cause, cause DMX gave off a certain sex appeal too. You know, like mm-hmm. girls. Oh yeah, girls love DMX. Yeah. yeah, everybody was into like the rough, rough next quote unquote, at some point in their life. And um, his music was definitely like a trigger for that. Like, oh, I need this. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. <laughs> guys, like, yo, not now. Going up to guys, like, yo, do you do you bark? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's your name? Your name, Joe. Oh, would you happen to need snow? Because yeah. <laughs> I can I, call I it one five zero. Good times, but yeah, prayers to um, DMX and his family, his friends, for yeah, sure, man. and the whole world that's been affected. Right, everybody, man. It's yeah. it's a rough time, but yeah, prayers up to him and his family, dog. And it's a it's a cliche, um, not cliche. I don't use that word, but it's a common video you see where he was performing in front of all of those people at that festival. The whole yeah. world. So everybody says the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, like that's just amazing when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like the crowd doesn't end. It's just you yeah. don't see it to the crowd. It's just. It's and everybody like, knows the words. Everyone yeah. knows. It's just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he'll um, it just show he'll live through ever, forever through his music. Mm-hmm. He's immortal like that, right? So rest in peace, DMX. And thank you, DMX. Thank you. For everything you provided. Appreciate you, man. We love you. Damn. No. Go listen to some DMX. Everybody listening, go turn some DMX on. And no matter where you live, who cares if you live in the suburbs of the country? Blast that. Yep. It doesn't even matter where you start. It doesn't yeah. matter where you start. Just pick a random song and throw it on. Yeah. One of them, one of them playlists that they got on there. Just throw it on. Right. But um, we appreciate y'all for listening. If y'all got any comments on DMX or you want to talk, tell us what your your top five favorite DMX songs are. Hit us up. Um, <clears throat> Oxcorecast on Instagram. Oxcorecast on Twitter. Um, 
Oxcord on all your podcast platforms. We're all there. Hit us up, man. Um, before the Oxcord, I'm Ant. I'm Jazzy Niotti. Hey, yo. And you are now unplugged. Thank you all for listening. Rest in peace, DMX. Forever. R.I.P., man. Yeah. Rest in peace. And we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.